Blog Talk Radio. They are more precious than gold. Sweeter than the honey. They are more precious than gold. This video. Seem to have some technical difficulty there. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler, you're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Good evening. Thank you for tuning into the Gospel Light Radio Show. This this show is hosted by Stevie L. Butler from the state of North Carolina with my co-host, Glenn McMillian from the state of Texas, Gordon Carruthers from the state of Illinois, Steve Corder from the state of Illinois, Dr. Frank Washington from the state of Florida, Clay Phillips from the state of Georgia, Brian Christian Coleman from the state of New Jersey, and Robert Lee Johnson from the state of Florida. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for that you're tuning into our radio broadcast this evening. This radio show is brought to you by loving and faithful members of the Churches of Christ. We ask you to take out your Bibles and study along with us. We have a very exciting show planned for your spiritual enlightenment and your edification. If you'd like to contact us while we're on there this evening, just give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508. If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts on this broadcast, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, or you can give me a call, Steve B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ, and if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks. Get out your Bibles and stay along with us here on the Gospel Light Radio Show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask you to bow with in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, Father, Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day. And placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we're prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, as he breaks unto our listeners the bread of life. 
Also, my co-host, Brian Christian Coleman, as he answers the questions that are on the hearts of so many. We just pray that you would bless them and their families that support their efforts, that they may continue to sow the seed of the kingdom. Father, we pray that you will be with our listeners who will tune in via blog talk radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you and that their hearts may be pricked. And it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. For we recognize that without such a sacrifice, we would not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak, and we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you'll continue to bless us and keep us in love us all the days of our lives. And that we have been faithful unto death. Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the broadcast. Our speaker for this evening will be my co-host, uh, Robert Lee Johnson. Well, he's speaking in the second segment. We, we will do our shout-out question first tonight. That will be our order. We'll do our shout-out question first. My co-host, Brian Christian Coleman, he serves with the Newark, Newark Church of Christ there in Newark, New Jersey. He'll be answering our question for the, that segment. And then to close out the show, my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, he serves as evangelist for the New Horizon Church of Christ there in Lake City, Florida. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next one should be that of my co-host to answer our shouted-out question will be Brian Christian Coleman. Enjoy the show. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show.
Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Shout it out, question. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a portion of the broadcast. We'll have a question from my social media platform called Shout It Out. And we want to pose this question to my co host. We also want to encourage our listeners to join that group on social media, Facebook, and get involved in those biblical discussions. Now, my co host, Brian Christian Coleman from the Newark Church of Christ there in Newark, New Jersey, will be answering our question for this segment. How you doing, Brother Brian? I'm fine, Brother Stevie Butler. How are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Now, we have a doozy of a question for you this evening. Now, this question is from an anonymous query from the state of Texas. And the question is, does the church building have to have the name Church of Christ on the sign? What say you do this question? I would like to, I will answer that question, but I would also like to answer a question from a previous sermon that we did on this program. I'm sure you remember I did the subject when worship is out of order. And there was a question that was posed that we never got a chance to get around to answering due to some uh, misfortunes beyond our control. So I'll answer two questions this evening. The first question you asked was in reference or to, re- or to make a comment is in regards to the fact that there were some questions in regards to whether or not women were authorized to preach, but someone took this a little bit out of context, and I felt it needs to be reiterated so everyone can get a good understanding. I hope that you don't mind me doing this first, and then I will go into our main question for this evening. In the last topic, we talked about how women have moved up so far. At one time, women were just home, taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, taking care of the husband. But women in the last few, in the last 30, 40 years have come out of the house and have been working in end jobs. They've been out there and held some important positions, but they've even gone further and become council members in our community, police chiefs, fire chiefs, mayors, doctors, lawyers, and judges. I mean, women have come a long, long way. Back in 1968, a woman by the name of Shirley, Shirley Chisholm who became the very first black woman who was elected to Congress in 1968. 
We saw Janet Reno become Attorney General of the United States under President Bill Clinton. We saw Condoleezza Rice become National Security Advisor and Secretary of State under President George W. Bush, who was a good friend of mine. We have seen Hillary Rodham Clinton become Secretary of State under President Obama. And now we even have a woman vice president in, in, in Ms. Harris. I mean, women have come such a long, long, long way. And I'm so proud of what they've accomplished. But we need to understand, when it comes to the church, see, women can have jobs out in the community. Women are able to go out in the community and work and make an a income, work with their husband or if they're by themselves single. Women, are, it's all right. God wants them to work. God wants all of us to work. But when it comes to the church, and I say this without fear of successful contradiction, the Bible gives no reference where God ever authorized a woman to speak in the church or to preach in the church. Amen. The Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 14, 34 and 35, let your women keep silence in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak. But they are commanded to be under obedience, as also said the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for a woman to speak in the church. The Bible also teaches us in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 11 and 12, let the woman learn in silence with all subjection, but I suffer not a woman to teach, nor usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. And that's what the, and the Bible is right. The Bible speaks about where women can't, they can ask their husbands at home, they can learn in silence, they can learn with their husband, but they're not allowed to speak in the church. Now I ain't talking about women in the, in the audience, and they say amen, or go ahead, brother, when the, and there's a worship service. We're talking about actually preaching in the pulpit. And the Bible shows us God never authorized a woman ever to preach, never authorized it. And you can go from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelations. You will never find where a woman was authorized to preach. And we also uh, clarified how we saw that in on the day of Pentecost, there was only three holidays or three times a year where the Jewish men got together. And you find this in Exodus chapter 23, verses 14 and 17. And those three times were Pentecost, Passover, and the Feast of the Tabernacles. That's the only time where the Jewish men were able to get together. And that's it. You don't hear anything about women being there at any of these events. And as I reiterate once again, that basically women can work, women can have jobs, women can go out to political power, Women can go out in the community and become a council member, become a, a, a police chief, a police director, a police officer, a fire a, a fireman, whatever. They can do all these jobs and more. But the thing is, when it comes to the church, there are specific guidelines and specific ways that God intends for us to be when it comes to the church. I hope I've clarified that by the word of God to give a better understanding. Now, let's get down to our question of the evening. Does the church building have to have the name Church of Christ on the sign? Well, before I go in, I'm going to answer that question, but I'm going to give you a little bit of, under, a little bit of practical understanding. 
if you have a bank account at TD Bank and you need to withdraw a certain amount of money, you have to go inside the bank to do it. You may have your ATM card, but you want to make sure you don't get hit with any fees. You want to go inside the bank. Am I right about it? So if you've got a TD Bank bank account and you want to withdraw money from your savings, checking, money market, or whatever accounts you have, you just can't go to any bank. And when you're looking for a bank, if you're on vacation and you're traveling and you're out there and everything, you want to make sure you find the right bank. Now, you can't go to Wells Fargo and withdraw any money. Hello? You can't go to Chase Manhattan and get any money. You've got to go to a TD bank in order to withdraw funds. Hello? If you're hungry and you want yourself a Big Mac, large fries, and soda, you can't go to a Burger King and get a Big Mac. Oh, you can get yourself a Whopper, but you don't want a Whopper. You want a Big Mac. So you've got to find uh, someplace that says McDonald's in order to get your Big Mac. Am I right about it? Now, if you understand that phraseology, you'll understand where I'm about to go tonight. In reference to the church, the church should have on the building the name of the church. Hello? It should identify with the location and the name Church of Christ. I attend the Newark Church of Christ. What does that mean? That means I attend a congregation that is in Newark, New Jersey, not Newark, Delaware, not Newark, Ohio, but Newark, New Jersey. So that church should be identified because you've got all these denominations all over the place. And if, you want, if you're visiting from out of town, you just don't want any church to go to. You want to make sure it's a church of Christ. Am I right about it? The Bible says in Revelations chapter 1 and verse number 4, and it says, John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which are before his throne. So John is mentioning about the seven churches of Asia. Now, Asia is a continent. They didn't call it a continent back then in biblical times, but we know in our geography from elementary school, junior high school, and high school, Asia is a, is a continent, a continent that has more than one nation. So what about these locations? Because the thing is, you should identify the church by location. The Bible further says in, first, in Revelations 1 and 11, saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest, write in a book, and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyr uh, Smyrna, unto Pergamos, unto Thessalonica, unto Thyatira, unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Locedia. Now, these are all locations. These are all different locations where the church of Christ was established. And we should always identify a church by location every single time. 
So it is important, if you want to know the right church, it should be on that building, on the building. It should be on that sign. It just shouldn't, shouldn't say the church. You need to know what church it is. As I said earlier, there are so many denominations out there with so many different names, named after rocks and mountains and people. But you need to know that you can find the Church of Christ by location. Now today you've got, you got, people, you got men and brothers in the church who have changed the name of the church. They call themselves now Hope Church of Christ. They call themselves True Believers Church of Christ. And they've got other names. But they gave up the location where they were at for whatever reason. So we need to identify every single time when we talk about the Church of Christ where it's located, whether it's here in New Jersey, where Brother Stevie Butler is in North Carolina, in Alabama, wherever, every Church of Christ I've ever visited, it identifies itself by location. If I go down to my state capital of Trenton, New Jersey, I, can, I will be able to know, and I know because I know how to drive there myself without GPS, the North Clinton Avenue Church of Christ in Trenton, New Jersey. Why is it called that? Because the church building is on North Clinton Avenue in Trenton, New Jersey. If I go to Morristown and I want to see my good friend, Brother Wesley Merrill, a great gospel preacher, I want to find the Church of Christ. It will be the Morristown Church of Christ. It will not say anything else but Morristown Church of Christ. If I want to go into New York City and I want to go to see, go hear my good friend and brother, Brother Olu Shabazz, he is the minister of the Harlem Church of Christ in Harlem, New York, or New York City, New York. He doesn't have something else saying, Bold Believer Church of Christ. He identifies his congregation by location. If I want to go over out into Brooklyn, New York, I've got several congregations I can visit. In fact, I was recently at one congregation at the King's Church of Christ, located in Brooklyn, New York, where Brother David Wilson is the minister. The issue at hand is we need to identify what the church is on the building by the name on the sign. It should say Church of Christ. It should say um, Glass, Glassboro Church of Christ, Goldsboro Church of Christ, Whatever congregation that location is, it should be identified on that sign. So it is important, and we should have the name Church of Christ on the sign, on the building, on the pamphlet, everywhere in that building. It should identify itself as the one true church, and that church is the Church of Christ. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. This may be the last time. This may be the last time, children. This may be the last time. It may be the last time. I don't know. This may be the last time. Last time I don't know. Hey. 
Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific needs. 
It's an exciting time for your congregation. And what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, and his subject, Counterfeit Religion. Thank you, sir. Welcome to the uh, program, good people. I'm always happy to be here and to have this opportunity to speak with you from uh, the Word of God. And I trust that uh, what will be said today uh, will be uh, acceptable uh, in the sight of God. It's always good uh, to come to the uh, services of the Lord and have an opportunity uh, to share the word uh, of God and to uh, be a part of this program. It's a wonderful program. We hear a lot of good things about it. And I'm just happy to be uh, a part of it. Now, my lesson, my lesson today is um, called Beware of Counterfeit. Uh, religion. Beware of counterfeit uh, religions. You know, everything men teach uh, and preach uh, is not a part of the word of of God. It, it just isn't. And and so we really encourage uh, you to to study to study the Bible, to study with us, and to have a part uh, in this beautiful uh, teaching of Jesus uh, Christ, because that's the only way that we'll be able to uh, satisfy God and to be in heaven with him. There are some things that are not right. Uh, when it comes to the scriptures, now, we need to be aware uh, of those things, and we need to beware of the many religious counterfeits that are on the market today, and and we need to be in Jesus and and to be a part of uh, what He is doing. The wise man Solomon put it this way. And listen to him now. He said, buy the truth and sell it not. No matter what price you must pay, you need to understand the importance of truth. Truth is important. And therefore, we need to make sure uh, that we have truth on our side. Beware of religious uh, counterfeits. 
Now, I would say to you today that we need to beware of false gods. And in the Bible, the Bible speaks of false gods. And the Bible speaks of the true God, that true God. Uh, We know to be the father of Jesus Christ. And the Bible says in Exodus chapter 20, verses 2 and 3, listen to him. I am the Lord, thy God, the Bible says, which uh, have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. That's what God said to his people. He said, I'm the true God. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt, and therefore... Uh, God wanted them to honor him and to worship him, and God wanted them to serve him, Uh, you see. He said, I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And then God says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So whatever God had reference to when he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me, These were false gods, because if they were not false gods, God would not have said that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 and 4, the Bible says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. So there are many false ways, and there are many false imitations, but the Bible says there's just one God. And my friends, today, you need to make sure that you get the great God of the universe. I wish somebody out there could say amen to that because it surely uh, would be a good thing. Now, let me take you a little further in the scriptures. In the 17th chapter of the book of Acts, the Bible says, Then Paul stood in the midst of Mars, Heal and said, ye men of Athens, talk, Paul. Uh-huh. I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. For as I passed by and beheld your devotions, I found an altar with this inscription to the unknown God, whom therefore Paul said, ye ignorantly worship him, declare I unto you. Paul is saying that your worship is not acceptable to God because you're worshiping what you don't know. In order to have fellowship with God, you got to know God. You got to know who he is. You got to know his word, and you got to know what God requires of you. (laughs) That's what's wrong. One of the things that's wrong with the church today, people just jumping up, worshiping Uh, God, and they don't really know how to worship God. Paul said the people 
uh, in Athens were worshiping God ignorantly. That is, they did not know the God of the universe. They didn't know what God required. They didn't even ask God how should he be worshipped. And some people go around talking about, well, it's not uh, important how we worship God just so we worship him. Well, that's not true. That is not true. It is very important that man learns how to worship God and that he knows how to worship God. Priest Johnson, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, verses 4 through 6, as concerning, therefore, the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know uh, the Bible says that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. Friends, there's only one God. There's only one God. There's only one righteous God. There's only one great God of the universe. For though there be that are called God, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be God's many and Lord's many, but to us, talk to us, Paul. Paul said, but, uh, but to us there is but one God, the Father of whom are all things. Amen? <laughs> That's what the Bible says. And we in him and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all uh, things, and we by him. I'm telling you today, you need to beware of false gods. Everything that calls itself God or is called God is not the God of the Bible. Remember what the scripture says? Buy the truth and sell it not. Go to great lengths in order to acquire what is right. And then when you find it, don't give it up. Preach, Brother Johnson. So there's not, there are not many gods that are right in the sight of God. The Bible says there is one God. Find God of the Bible and love the God of the Bible and stay with the God of the Bible. Secondly, uh, tonight on this great radio program, I want to tell you that you need to beware of false Christ. Yes, there, 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 there were false counterfeit gods. Let me ask you something. If somebody came to you and gave you a $1,000 bill and it was genuine, and then somebody else offered you $15,000 uh, in counterfeit money, which would you rather have? Would you rather have that which is true? <laughs> I know if I'm talking to black people, I know which one you want to have. <laughs> we want the real thing. We want no false uh, bills because we can't do anything for us. We got bills to pay. 
so the Bible says, beware of false gods. And then the Bible says, beware of false Christ. In Matthew 24 and verse number 24, listen to the word of God. There shall arise false Christ. Read it again, Brother Johnson. For there shall arise false Christ and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, the Bible says they shall deceive the very elect. They'll counterfeit Christ that are in the world today. But there's only one real Christ. Just like there's only one real God, there's only one real Christ. The Bible says further in John 5 and verse number 42. Listen to him now. The scripture says, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. Yes, Jesus knows who we are. And then the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 5. Listen to him now. Uh, the Bible says one law. One faith, one baptism. There is one Lord, there is one faith, and there is one baptism. There used to be uh, Holy Spirit baptism. There used to be other baptisms, but now there's just one baptism. And the baptism that saves us is not the baptism in the Holy Spirit. The baptism in the Holy Spirit equipped the apostles so that they could go into all of the world and preach the gospel to the then known world. And that's what they did. And God worked with them and God uh, stood with them and stood by them as they preached and taught the word of God. One Lord, that one Lord is Jesus. And and I don't know what you're doing today, but you need to find Jesus. You need to find the true God. You need to find the true Jesus. There's only one. And it doesn't matter what man uh, says or how he preaches or what he reveals in his different uh, religions and ways, the Bible says there's what? Thirdly, tonight, as we talk about this thing, uh, beware of counterfeit religions. Listen to me now, church. There are many false ways propelled and propagated and preached. Just and they preach strange doctrines, doctrines that are not of the New Testament way. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, if you please, y'all get your Bibles out there now. You know, Brother Johnson is a Bible preacher. You see my Bible right here? I got the Bible. I don't preach without it. And the scripture tells us in Hebrews chapter 13, and uh, I believe it's verse number 9. Hebrews uh, 13 and verse 
uh, number nine. You see, the Bible is right, and we must uh, be in the Bible and live in the Bible. Go to our Bible classes. Go to our Sunday school meetings. Go to a.m. worship and p.m. worship. It's not going to hurt you, but it's going to help you. And so the Bible says, be not carried about. Listen to him, church, uh, with divers and strange doctrines. For it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meat, which have not profited them that have been occupied therein. And see, see, we got our minds on too many things today. And we don't spend enough time in the Bible learning God's word and making application of the will of God to our lives. You need to beware of strange doctrine. A doctrine is strange if God did not give it. A doctrine is strange if it didn't come from God. A doctrine is strange if it emanated and came from the mind of men. Strange doctrine saying that um, there's more than one God. That's a strange doctrine, saying that there uh, is more than one Lord. That's a strange doctrine, saying that any church will do. That's a strange doctrine, because it's not according to the Bible. And so the Bible tells us to beware of all of these false doctrines and these false ways and these false religions and these counterfeit religions <laughs> and these false worship services. <laughs> and people do any and everything in the worship service and try to justify it. If I can't find it in the Bible, I'm not going to do it. And I tell you one thing, you ought, you ought not to be doing it either, contrary to the will of God. Paul said to the Galatians the other day, look at Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, strange doctrines. And so Paul said, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Preach, Paul. He said, which is not another uh, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you. The Bible says, as we said before, uh, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, then that you have received, let him be a curse. He is not of God. If he is preaching a different gospel, he is not of God. If he's preaching a different Jesus, he is not of God. If he is preaching a different God, he's not of God. And so what I'm trying to tell you today is that we need to make sure uh, that we are teaching and preaching the God of the Bible, the Jesus of the Bible, the doctrine of the Bible. 
worshiping Mary. That's a strange doctrine. The Bible says we should only worship God. Hand clapping in our services. That's a strange doctrine. People say, well, when I get happy, you can't tell me how to worship my God. Well, God can tell you how he wants to be worshipped. Find hand clapping in the New Testament. I can't find it. And you can't either. It's not in the worship service of the church. So, well, Brother Johnson, what we do when we get happy? Well, when you get happy, express yourself. But I tell you one thing, you can't express yourself in ways that God did not define in his word. I can't find that in the Bible. Boot the boot boot in the microphone. God didn't tell us to do that. How are you going to add something to the worship service and want God to accept that? I don't believe God will accept that. That's why I don't do it. Now, if I come and worship with you and you're doing that, that's all right. I can worship while I'm there. <laughs> but, but the next time I'm going to find me someplace where people worship in the spirit of the New Testament. Amen? Strange doctrine. Strange God, when you say there's more than one. Strange Jesus, when you say that there's more than one. And so the Bible teaches us that we need to beware of these counterfeit religions. And then the Bible tells us about the Holy Spirit. Be Beware of false spirits. There's one Lord, there's one God, and there's one Holy Spirit. And he's intelligent. And he don't make you jump all up and down and roll on the floor. And I like there's something wrong with you. The Holy Spirit is intelligent. And he has given us an intelligent word. Look at 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 1. God does not release his Holy Spirit to the Baptist people, and they give us Baptist doctrine. God does not reveal his Holy Spirit, Catholicism, and they give us Catholic doctrine. God does not reveal in the Bible seven-day Adventism, and they give us seven-day Adventism doctrine. There's one spirit, and the one spirit brings one message, and that's a united message. And so the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 1, listen to him now. He says, Beloved, believe not every spirit. But do what? He says, but try the spirit, whether they are of God. Why? Because many false prophets are going out into the world. And they out there. Benny Hinn, he's a false teacher. He's a false prophet. T.D. Jake, he's a false prophet. 
He's a false prophet. Creflo Cricket Dollar, I mean Creflo Dollar, he's a false prophet. And if we don't tell men that these preachers are false, many are going to follow them in their pernicious doctrines and cause people to be lost. Beware of false spirits. Beware of false spirits. And then the Bible tells us in First Timothy 4, 1, 2, and 3, and the Bible tells us also in First John chapter 4 and verse number 6, listen to them again now. The Bible says we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. Uh-huh. He that is not of God heareth. And the Bible says hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, let me tell you something about Satan and his way. Satan preachers and prophets are very bold, and they make the word bold, and they announce boldly the false teachings of Satan. So let me tell you something. Don't come up in my face trying to tell me what to say or how to preach. Oh, you're going to offend people. Let me tell you something. I'm offended when men do not preach truth. I'm offended when men do not make the Bible plain. I'm offended when men preach these pity pat sugar diabetes sermons. That offends me. Man, tell me the truth and let me make up my own mind. Preach, Johnson. And then the Bible says, beware of false apostles. There are many today in the world calling themselves apostles. They are not apostles like Paul was an apostle. They are false apostles. You know, we used to call a shovel a shovel and a spade a spade. We better get back to doing what God wants us to do. I said we need to get back to doing what God wants us to do. They are false apostles. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11, I'm a Bible preacher. I preach from the Bible. <laughs> I, pre- I, I don't give you my opinion. I preach it from the Bible. In 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 11 and verses uh, 13 through 15, listen. The Bible says, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And the Bible says, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work.
false apostles, that's what they are. False teachers, that's what they are. And we got many in the Lord's church today, and we got many who will not call them out. You may get by with man, but if you are teaching false doctrine, God is going to send his angels, and they're going to take you out of the kingdom. Men are afraid today. We got we got our houses and we got we got our cars and we got our, our beautiful buildings and our churches and so those are the things that are uppermost on our minds. We're afraid to preach the word of God today. I'm gonna preach it. If I have a place to preach, I'm gonna preach it. And I'm gonna preach it if it's just me and my wife. I'm gonna preach it. Now it's gonna stop me from preaching the gospel. I'm not preaching no little sweet sermon to satisfy me, and I'm not going to do that. There's too much sin in the world. My sixth point today is beware of false prophets. Jesus so said, Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 20. Go Go with me now. Matthew chapter 7, verses 15. Uh, through 20. Listen at what the Bible says. The Bible says, uh, beware of false prophets. If you listen to many of our brethren preach today, they act like there are no false prophets anymore. But there are. And if we don't start teaching the Bible and sharing the Bible like we ought to. God is going to take care of us. I'm telling you right now. And so the Bible says, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes or thorns or figs or thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. The Bible says, Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. You better beware when everybody is patting you on the head, patting you on the shoulders, and telling you what a good preacher you are. You must not be saying what God wants you to say. If you say what God wants you to say, not too many people are going to be patting you on your head. They're going to say, I don't want to hear what he got to say. (laughs) That's what they're going to tell you. I don't want to hear what he got to say. Teach the Bible. Live the Bible. Bring the Bible message. And you will see that men are not interested any longer in hearing the truth of God. 
but you bring them something sweet. And you bring them something that's soft. And you bring them something that that's easy for them to digest. And they'll eat it right up. I got my last point, and then I'll be done. In Matthew, the 16th chapter, uh, and verse number 18, listen now. Jesus said, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. There used to be a time when the airways were full of gospel messages and the truth was preached. But you can listen to some preachers for a whole week, for a whole month. They won't give the plan of salvation and they won't talk about the church of Christ. And the church of Christ is the only church that's in the Bible. And the church of Christ is the only church that you can be a member of and be saved. Jesus said, I will build my church. People say, well, if you if you say it like that, you're going to offend somebody. Well, if you don't say it like that, I'm offended. I want you to tell me what the Bible says. Jesus built one church. He did not build the Baptist church. It's not in the Bible. He did not build the Seventh-day Adventist church. That church is not in the Bible. He did not build the Catholic church. It's not in the Bible. And you cannot find it in the Bible. How are you going to be a member of something that's not in the Bible <laughs> and claim that you're saved? Now, let me give you some backup scripture, and then I'll be done. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, Preach Johnson. Oh, man, this is good. Now, this is good preaching right here because I'm preaching from the Bible, and I'm not afraid of any preacher out there in the church or out of the church because I ain't studying what you got to say. The Bible says there is one body and one spirit even as you're called in one hope of your calling, there's only one way for you to be saved. That is through Jesus. You better claim him now. The body is the church. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. How many did he build, Johnson? He built one. Find a faithful church of Christ, work and worship with them and obey the teachings there are. And you can be a Christian and you can escape this sinful world and you can go to heaven and live with God forever throughout eternity, but you cannot be a member of a counterfeit church like Jehovah Witness, like like, like Seventh-day Adventism, like Presbyterianism. You cannot be a member of these false churches and go to heaven. Now, let me give you something to chew on. On the day of Pentecost, Peter preached the first gospel sermon. 
The people said, men and brethren, what shall we do? They were talking about what shall we do to be saved. Answer from, from the Bible. Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of by the authority of, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized. And then the Bible says that God added them to the church. And those people were saved when they were added to the church. Now let me ask you something. What church was it in Acts 2? It wasn't the Baptist church because the Baptist church had not started at that time. There were no Baptists in Acts 2. There were no seven-day Adventists in Acts 2. There were no Jehovah Witnesses in Acts 2. But I can tell you what was there. Jesus had promised to build his church. And he built his church. He built the church of Christ. And if you got a hungering for salvation, you better find the church of Christ. The Bible says, then they that gladly received his word were baptized, and the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. 3,000 souls were added to the Lord's church in Acts 2. But none of them were Baptists. None of them were Lutherans. None of them were Presbyterians. None of them were Catholic. Why? Because none of those churches come into existence at that time. But these people were saved. And they were members of the Lord's church. They were saved. And if none of those churches existed back then but the church of Christ, then that means all of those people on Pentecost became members of the church of Christ, and they were saved. And there's no salvation in none of them because they are counterfeit churches. And if you want to be saved, you need to find God's church. It's the church of Christ and become a member thereof. The Bible is right. When you stand before God on the judgment, he's going to show you what's in the Bible. And if the Baptist church is not in there now, it's not going to be in there then. You better hustle right into the church of Christ. What must I do to be saved? Believe the gospel. Repent of your sins. Confess faith in Jesus. And get baptized and be added to the Lord's church. And go on to heaven with peace in your heart. Beware of counterfeit religion. All of them are counterfeit except the Church of Christ. That's the one that's right. And that's the one you can read about in your Bible. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you.
You have a great day. I turn it back into the hands of my faithful host and that gospel preacher, Stevie. Thank you, Stevie. God bless you. Thank you, friends, for listening. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. It ain't all good, but it's going to be good. Because I love him. I'm on it. But I'm doing fine. And I trust him. Everything ain't well, but it's going to be swell. In the fullness of time. Everything's gonna be fine. Whoa! In the fullness of time, everything is alright. Sometimes I feel like I'm a rundown man, but I'm looking upward. Cause I know him. I'm trying to be holy. I want to be worthy, so So he'll know me. I look around me and it seems like evil wins. In the fullness of time, I know everything's going to be fine. Oh, in the fullness of time, everything is all right. Everything is alright. Everything, 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 everything is alright. Everything
listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in to our radio broadcast this evening. We certainly appreciate those who've been following our radio show on Blog Talk Radio, as well as on social media, Facebook Live. I want to thank my co-host, Robert Lee Johnson, for that fine sermon, Counterfeit Religion. Well, he preached tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you hear on the Gospel Light Radio Show. We are not afraid to preach the unadulterated truth of God's word. I also want to thank my co-host, Brian Christian Coleman. He answered two questions on the program tonight. I certainly appreciate his efforts in answering those questions. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just thrilled to be able to bring you a program on a weekly basis. It's our prayer that the lessons, the things that was taught on this program tonight have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you not only tuned in this radio broadcast, but you're giving yourself over to a study of God's word. I'm your host, Stevie Arbuckle, and I want to say on behalf of all of my co-hosts here on the Gospel Light Radio Show, we really do appreciate your love and support for these radio programs. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Bound to be the dead I 
Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. You've been listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show, episode 265. Don't know if it was my grandma's touch or my grandma's mind. You knew me in my grandma's time, but I sure wish I could go back to those days and times. Now, now, now. I don't know if it was my grandma's touch of my grandma's smile. You know, maybe because I was looking to a little boy's eyes. But I sure thought things were better than they seem to be now. How in the world? How love? Again, I'd like to see love, respect, and dignity in our society. Has the whole world gone crazy? Things of the past, like youthful innocence. If only my eyes could see things that my young heart believed. Now we see too much when we're much too young. Twelve years old and you're gonna be full grown. Shame. I saw it on the news just the other day. 
Listening to the Gospel Light Radio Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.